Medicare, Walgreens is here. Start shopping today at walgreens.com slash Medicare. And now, now, it's the Mike Calter Show. 918 on the Mike Calter Show. It's 1025 The Bone. I want to remind everybody, Dead Air Day is October 29th. That's when the crew from the best suppressor manufacturers in the world will be at Shark Coast Tactical. Reps from Dead Air Silences will be on hand to walk you through the best the industry has to offer. And Shark Coast will have all the Dead Air cans, Dead Air deals. It'll be a true celebration of silence. The crew at Shark Coast can answer all your suppressor questions. And on Dead Air Day, they'll be cutting deals throughout the store and making things happen. Shark Coast has the best platform for you to do your paperwork and get your tax stamp back quick and easy. They do it all online. So instead of having to wait months, you get it back much quicker. Uh, plus, on Friday night, Shark Coast will be hosting an evening with Dead Air. It's a one-on-one invite-only product testing night that you can only enter to attend at Shark Coast Tactical. So stop by and see them on Bee Ridge Road in Sarasota. And don't forget the Shark Club. Uh, you, you sign up there. You get free giveaways. And get to uh, Shark Coast on October 29th for Dead Air Day. You get free food, amazing deals, and tons of giveaways. Uh, the shop is open from 10 to 6 daily, closed on Sunday, and open online 24-7 at sharkcoasttactical.com. Look for them on social media. Uh, stop by and see them on Bee Ridge Road in Sarasota. And don't forget, Dead Air Day is October 29th. Make sure you tell me you heard it about it on the Mike Calta Show. There's Miss Pat. How are you doing, Pumpkin? Come on in. What This is my favorite way to start a show. I just want to let you know, I don't know what the problem is, but uh, Spanish came in here and said, I need a Band-Aid for Miss Pat. <laughs> so I don't know what... You've already, you've already, but well, you just took away her her table by putting the jacket on there. He's the worst. He's the worst today. Hold on, let's get Miss Pat all situated here. First, flip around, flip around the other way. There you go. How are you doing? It's great to see you again. Uh, I'm great. How you doing? What did you do that you needed a band aid? I went to get in the car with him this morning, I, and I had a '90s party, so my nails are long, but like back in the day. And I snacked, and it ripped my whole nail off. And it hurt so bad. That is one of those things. We were talking this morning about women wearing high heels. Uh-huh. And I can't do high heels. No. It messes up my uterus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you get a certain age, your uterus and vagina will be crooked. <laughs> when I see young girl, I'll be like, go, it, go, go, go. But me, if I put on some heels, I will be leaking all day. Yeah. Like a 64 Chevy. So I don't fool with no heels. Uh. Heels, ain't for, heels are for young girls who yeah. still got something to sell. Yes. I yes. don't have anything to sell. You're, you don't want what out. I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been tapped out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, I, I don't understand. So um, uh, I apologize to girls. The first time I had uh, a test to check my, um, where they have to do the finger test. Up your behind? Yeah. That's when I apologize to every girl I ever tried to do that to. I'm like, I'm sorry. I get it now. <laughs> and I don't know what I was thinking. Well, you know, theirs were probably a lot looser than yours because they use it more. <laughs> so there's no need to apologize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, if you apologize to me, it would work. Right. Because I, I wouldn't let you done it. You're not but there. Yeah. yeah. I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm so over six. Yeah. I'm over oh, yeah, why? You said that last time you were here. I'm 50. I need money. I'm 51. I still want to do it. Well, that's you. Y'all always want to stick your stuff in stuff. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I thought there would be a time where I'd wind down, and I haven't wound down yet. Uh, uh, you will. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, <laughs> How much medication you on? No, not enough, evidently. Well, yeah, not enough? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I just feel like I am a... Uh, it's a job. I've been married almost 30 years, so it's a that's job. That's why, yeah, yeah. So you're like, today? Mm-hmm. Really? I need to go to work for you today. <laughs> right, right. Now, does he still want to do it? Uh, no, nah, he be asleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a time, so I had a roommate. 
who uh, Pete, who is my best friend, who is built like me, and the two of us would want to go out on a Friday, we'd also want to go to dinner. We couldn't do both. We'd go, either we're going to go to Carabas or we're going to go out. We can't go to Carabas and then try to go out after. It's just going to be a nightmare. No, you're going to be sleepy. You're going to be sleepy. you got to take a poop. You gotta, All these things are going to happen. You have to figure out which one was more important. Most of the time, we went to the Carabas. Uh, so that's the same thing. That my wife and I, we sleep in different bedrooms. That's the new thing now. You know what they have? It has a name now. It's called uh, Sleep Divorce. Sleep divorce. We don't sleep. In, nice. we, we don't sleep in different bedrooms because we don't like each other. She is not a cuddler, which uh, a lot of girls that I've dated before are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I snore like a oh, bear, yeah. mm-hmm. and also uh, I have my alarm starts going off at four thirty in the morning, which is unfair to her because I need a, I need a half hour of snooze time. So at nighttime, I leave the bed and I go upstairs during the week and I sleep upstairs. And I have to tell you, it's fantastic. It's been the best thing for both of us. You know, I have a girlfriend that does the same thing, so I'm building a house now. Uh-huh. And I you're rich I, now. Uh, uh, I'm yeah, okay. You're doing all right. You're all right. Uh, I don't know. I ain't your rich, but I'm okay. Nah, I, think you're <laughs> I, ain't, right. I don't have to apply for food stamps anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, um, and I'm thinking I built two extra guest rooms mm-hmm. in the house. And I was like, we really should try this. Because my husband like a firm bed. Right. And, you know, I'm top heavy. Yeah. They don't like to be firm. Right. They like to have their own. Own pillows and you know my husband over there. He passes gas all the time in oh, the middle of the night. Yeah. So you be sleeping and all of a sudden something wake you up. Like what? What's going? You think it's carbon dioxide? <laughs> Robert Kelly has the best joke ever. He said that women fart in their sleep, but it's just little. He goes, it sounds like fireworks in the next town. <laughs> no, yeah. my husband doesn't sound like that. No, he that. rips them? Well, he rips them. But yeah. they, sometimes they be silent, and then they sneak up on you. Yeah. And you're like, what is that? And then you're like, oh, my God. And, you know, if you love him, so you turn towards him. Or, you know, you might wake up at the foot of the bed, and then all of that's in your face. Right. So I'm like, we really should try yeah. separate bedrooms. It, it's, so we have a sleep number bed. So. I, they're just they're opposite sides. I so, know. I got yeah. one of those too. Yeah, yeah. Is so, there your sponsor? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so don't, uh, I'm just saying. It didn't work for us, but it worked for him because at the time he tore his ACL. Oh, okay. So I bought it so he can, you know, that's very so he can lift his yeah. head. Then he tore a vest in his eyeball, so he falling apart. Oh wow! And so, but when you get ready to get busy, that split in the middle. No, that's a, that, yeah, that that's a problem. A problem. Yeah. You have to you have to do it on one person's side. Yeah. But if you big, like you know, just imagine me and you getting yeah, busy. Yeah. It's not enough room on that. Twin not on the bed. one bed. Yeah. Yeah. So. so we, we put a board in the middle. Oh, that works, huh? So so now, uh, because I sleep upstairs during the week, when it's time to get busy, she does the sneaky sneak upstairs in the middle of the night when the kids go to sleep. So it's kind of like a little adventure. I hear the footsteps coming, and I know it's time to get ready. What are you sneaking for? Y'all married? Yeah, I know, but I don't need the kids. I have a, I have a nine-year-old daughter. I don't need her waking up and wondering where mommy and daddy are and where they're, what are they doing upstairs, just come popping in upstairs. Oh, you don't hang a sign on the door say, we... We doing it? Yeah. No, 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 no. Come back in three minutes. No, <laughs> don't overestimate my time. <laughs> oh man, Miss Pat, you having uh, great success with the TV show? I am. We, I see you playing the first season. We're we're getting ready to go into the fourth season. Wow, that is amazing. The second season is. I remember the first season. You were very worried. You were like, "You guys got to watch the show. We got to talk about it. We got to go." But now you're coasting. Oh yeah, we just fit. We the second season is out now. Yeah, the third season is coming at the top of the year, and everything is looking good for us to go back next year to film the fourth season. That is so great. Good for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm telling you, I was watching. I can't remember what it was. I was watching a stand-up special that you were in with other people. 
And my God, did you just step out ahead of everybody else? I mean, and I'm not just saying that because you were here, because I had friends on the show, and I was like, you know, this guy was okay, and this guy was about goddamn Miss Pat, man. You were, you were something about whatever you say. Like when you were talking about the shoes, and you said uh, it's crooked. Just, to, just the way you sling those words out just make you laugh. And I have not seen anybody use the n-word uh, <laughs> so eloquently like you do it's just it's like it's not even when like i know full well that when you do it i can laugh at it you know what i mean it's not i don't have to get scared about laughing about it. you know I, and my audience is very diverse from it, doing rogan to doing robert kelly to doing burt kreischer all yeah. those podcasts then you bring them together with the bt audience and they're all sitting there together with so much from people for every race and when i'm using the n-word i have to stop and say look white people you pay for these n-words but not these in the audience but you pay for the ones that's coming out of my mouth relax relax and i tell them i said in the end we all you know you just listening to a story i'm taking you on a negro field trip and so, so they relax and we all laugh because you know no matter what color you are we all have the same problem yeah oh for and, sure and that's what i want people to understand just because you over here and i'm over here we all got the same problem yeah i, I got a nine-year-old at the house uh, i don't know if your nine-year-old talk like my nine-year-old worse i guarantee you my Mine's worse. I be want to uppercut my <laughs> She talks. I said, oh, I'm so fat. She, you know what she said the other day? It's your fault. You, you, you won't stop eating. I said, who asked you for your opinion? <laughs> Do you know your mom on drugs? That's what I wanted to say. I wish to God my daughter was here so she could meet you. She, you know, I was telling this earlier. She, uh, one day she looks at me and she just grabs my boob and she's now from now on she calls me fat nipples. Like, no more daddy. She walks in the room and she'll go, hey, fat nipples, can we go to the, that's her thing now. And I go, Juliana, enough with the fat nipples. And she won't stop, like she's just become her own nine-year-old lunatic. Well, then you got to bend her over your knees and pop her. And then yeah. you got to be like a black mom. No more fat nipples. <laughs> you got to beat it in her. I got to be honest with you. I like the fact that she's crazy. I love that she's not a little timid thing, you know. Uh, by the way, also, how's uh, Junebug? My son yeah. who lost all the weight. Yeah. Oh my God, he is so gorgeous. Is he oh, I saw pictures of him on Instagram. Oh my yeah. God, I was trying to get him a girlfriend. He's like, look, mom, I don't want a girlfriend. I'm having fun. Yeah, no, let him go yeah. out and enjoy being a he, he, sexy guy. He is. He is so. I was like, did that really come out of me? Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> That's my favorite child. Oh yeah. Is that, oh, see, you can pick a favorite child. Well, of course, you know, everybody can pick a. Favorite I know, child. but nobody wants to admit it. Nobody wants to admit, it. and I tell people all the time in the audience. They was like, well, you can't say that. I love all of my kids. Right. Every Everybody know Junebug comes first. Right, right. He's my favorite. Now he's is he not, is he the oldest or he's no? He's a baby. He's the baby. He was ten pounds two ounces. Ooh, yeah. that's a baby. Yeah, yeah. He was a man. He yeah. came out never won newborn pound. <laughs> I used to say that my so I I would put my mother on the air all the time and I'd go because I have one brother and I'd go if the house is on fire. Which one of us would you save if you can only save one? They can never answer the question. So when I had kids, my daughter was a baby and my son was six and he was my guy. And they would be like, my mother would be like, oh, well, now I'm going to ask you. And I'd go, I'd step on my daughter to save my son. That's how, I, but now I don't like him anymore. Now I'm all for her. Yeah. Yeah, I flipped in the middle. Well, I mean, me and June, fat nipples are down. <laughs> <laughs> but me and June, Junebug has just always been my baby. Yeah. And, and you know, when they want something, they be like, "Let's Junebug." Junebug got the nicest car. He drive a Charger. Oh yeah. No, no, he doesn't. What is uh, that other fast car? Challenger. Challenger. He, Challenger. Bought, he bought a Charger Challenger. 
or whatever it is. I don't yeah. know. One of them fast cars. He that's his second one because I bought him one, and two weeks in, I had never paid. He had never paid the first car no. Wrecked it. A oh. lady hit him so hard, knocked all of my grocery out the car. Wow. Yes, and so we bought him another one. I said, uh, Junebug, you better pay attention. Mm-hmm. So he still got it right now. Wow. And how many kids do you have? I have four, and oh. then I have custody of my niece, four kids. Right. Wow, that's a, that's quite. A, so can I? I'm sure I've asked you this before, but I want to know again. What did you do? Before comedy, like what I know that you had a history of doing uh, some bad. I stuff worked at. Uh, I used to do vending, and I worked at a. Um, I worked at Walmart. Were you like the funniest person in the in the at Walmart? Everybody was like, Pat, you got to go do comedy. No, that that actually came from. I always talk trash. Right. I, I've always said what other people were scared to say. If you worked with me in a in a normal job. I would be like, God, woman is hilarious. Like, we have funny people that we work with, but you know that there's that one that you're like, she can't be here. She's got to go do something else. Well, nobody, you know, that really came from the football field and the casework and stuff like that. People have always, even as a drug dealer, people have always said, you so funny. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, but I never really looked into it. I just thought I was, I said what other people were too scared to say. Right, right, right. And so that, that's always been me. And when was it, when was the first time you got up on stage? I, uh, my caseworker was like, "You gotta go try it." So I got my girlfriend one night, and I was like, "Come on, let's go to this little place called the Pub near uh-huh. my house." And I went and I got on stage, and I was like, "This it? Uh-huh. This they just going This it? Yeah. They give you free wings and beer to do this?" <laughs> and I went home and told her, "I'm a comedian." My <laughs> was like, "Can you please go to bed so you can go to Walmart?" And did you actually have material planned, or did you just get up and start making fun of people? Uh, I kind of had a story about my brother being a fat cat burglar. <laughs> so that was my first joke. And it was not really a joke. It was a story. I, my brother used to break in houses back in the day. Uh-huh. And he broke in this. We, we used to go with him to get, you know, clothes and stuff. And he broke in this house. And this lady was watching, like, uh, Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune, some daytime show. Right. And my brother was like, freeze, police, and snatched the TV and ran out the door. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my first story. Uh, that's great. <laughs> So I told that, and then I I just started going every night, yeah, watching comedy at local comedy club, and I was like, I think I can do this. And when I got the courage, I went over to the big comedy club. Uh, <clears throat> and 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 is there like another comedian? Was somebody like say, hey, I miss Pat? You got to do like give you a help, give you a little push because I know Ralphie May loved you. Yeah, but that's way before I met Ralphie May. The, and, you know, because I started over in the urban scene, right? And um. People was like, you're very funny, but I, I didn't have a voice. I was just doing what everybody else was doing. Yeah. So it really started to take off when I moved to Indiana, and I didn't have that urban crutch. So I had to go and just really think about what I was doing yeah. and because it was everything was mainstream. So And one of the guys worked there was like, you're really funny. These stories you tell off stage, you should really think about telling on stage. So I just started telling my life. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, I think it's great. I think because you're right, people have the same problems no matter who's telling it, and then you you, you relate to it, but man, the way you do it, you're just so, it's just so funny to watch. Now, uh, the TV show, now, uh, is the audience growing? Like, I have a feeling they're going to eventually, like, like once you go into season four, then people are going to find the first three seasons, because everybody's no, watching the replay now. Well, it's great because, um, <clears throat> no, why my throat so dry? Excuse me. It's great. You want water or something? No, I got some coffee, okay, but right. it ain't happening. No. Uh, <laughs> um, the first season broke the BET Plus app. Yeah. So it's it just, made me also get BET Plus. Well, thank you, <laughs> yeah. thank you. Yeah. And it's not just—it's not a black show. It's a no, show about a, everything. But the problem is when white people see a show on BET or BET Plus. They're just—they're gonna be like, uh, oh, it's the—it's a black show. No, it's, it's it, not. 
I mean, it's it's like Cosby, Bernard Mac, Martin. Yeah. It's it's a little bit all of that wrapped in with just real language, right? And you know, I think what the black audience or what people appreciate more is not. I'm I'm not a perfect mom. Right, I'm a right. convicted felon yeah. on the show who's trying to do comedy. Yeah, but with a supporter husband. So the tables are turned. I don't chop vegetables. They always make women cook. <laughs> don't nobody cook these days. No, <laughs> no Uber woman. Eats everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we women are so focused on their bodies. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So it's just it's a it's a real show with real language with real problems and it, you know it's based off my life i lived in plainfield indiana uh-huh. around all these lovely white people and never thought i would get a show uh, about living around them but i just started to write material because i'm from the inner city i had never dealt with white people other than a judge and uh police <laughs> so <laughs> when i get them you know and i tell them i tell a funny bit and i say black women we always say white people can't cook right yeah y'all might not like Caesar, but i guarantee you, you cannot out bake a white woman. Them, when they make them white only pecan pies, <laughs> <laughs> they'll set your behind down. Them white only pecan pies, you can't out bake no white woman. Oh, you can, because you know what? A white, a black woman gonna use her hand, them little two dollar mixer, you know, uh, egg beater. Right. A white woman got a five hundred dollar mixer, right. and while she's reading her book, that cake is mixed. Ain't no lump in it. Oh, I say like, you God. can't mess with no white only pecan pies. <laughs> See, that's just that. To me, it's so funny. Are you ever worried about? You have a lot working on your side, being black and being a woman. But you ever worried about getting canceled? No, nah, I don't get canceled. What? Right, you my, can't. My credit been bad forever. <laughs> <laughs> I do me. Those I, are the funniest people. The fearless ones are like, you can't cancel me. I don't. I, uh, I don't give a crap about you. Right, you know, right. If you don't like what I'm saying, when the show first came on, and I have a, I have a group on Facebook called Miss Pat Crack Babies. Right. <laughs> because yeah. and I say because Beyonce so say the beehive. She never sold honey. At least I sold. Crack. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you're way more legit than yeah. Beehive, yeah. So my my fan base is called the the, uh, the uh, crack babies, right. and if you say something about me, you 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 better get ready because there's a thousand white women ready to get you. Get you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't worry about it. Are you surprised by that? How many uh, the crossover success? Um. Well, for me to be as be, me being me at first, I was right, but now I realize it's just it's it's. it's you know, I'm talking for a lot of people. Whether you know, I deal with a lot of people say, "Oh my God, I wish I was able to speak up about this or did you you help me so much." That's what I hear the most. Yeah. You know, like I've been molested. And I tell people all the time, you can't control the past, so why cry over it? Right. You know, you if you ain't gonna go kill kill who did it, then find a way to laugh at because it was a fun, funny moment there. If you can relax, yeah. And and that's when you take control of that situation. So that's what I try to spread to each audience that I touch every time. What are we crying over the past for? How are you so let you go to therapy? No. How are you so level headed? You got a lot going on to be as <laughs> as smooth as you are. Seriously, I mean, you get you had a a criminal past. You got a bunch of kids that are yours and not yours, and you got a huge. Un, unexpected success, yet you got the right, your head's in the right spot. You know, I when I went to Hollywood, and Hollywood is a dangerous place, yeah. but I told them right there in the office in Fox, I said, I want to tell y'all white people one thing. You can never <laughs> give me more money than I can steal from you, because I got some friends that would change your lives. <laughs> and you know, uh, I, I've, I've sold drugs, I've forged checks, I've always hustled, so I've always had some type of money. I right. wasn't able to hold on to it like I am the TV yeah. money and the comedy money, but I've always had a lot of money go through my hand. Yeah. And I just, you know, people, I just threw a crack, baby, 
Miami party for my fans in Atlanta. You did? 450 people came out, and it was unbelievable. And my my agent and my manager like, you going to throw your fans a party? I said, yeah. we always take from our fans. Right. But what do we give back other than our art? Why can't I want to be around normal people? Normal people got regular problems. I don't want to hang out with the rich. No, I, I get you. And, and let me tell you, as a guy who's had some success here, no one's more appreciative of their fans than I am. I when people are like, we should put that on a T-shirt and sell them. I'm like, I don't want to sell them. They're already doing me enough favors. I'm not going to take any money for these. Are hardworking people well, out I'm there? Well, I'm going to sell my T-shirts tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got my different situation. Money. Yeah, yeah, but you want to take a member beer for me? <laughs> uh, I got to tell you, Miss Pat is going to be at Side Splitters uh, nine. Uh, is that nine six zero eleven ninety seven? I'm so. I got so many numbers to remember. Uh, 8 and 10.30 tonight, 6, 8, and 10.30 tomorrow. They're working the panties off me. Yeah, but you know what? You know you're a good comedian when Brad Williams is on here plugging your gigs earlier today. He's like, hey, man, you got. I think my two shows are sold out on Saturday. Go see Miss Pat on Saturday. Other comedians love you, man. That's how you know that you've really uh, you've made a mark. I love Brad Williams. He finally got a baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, know who let him jump off him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm so happy for all of your success. I think you are. I think you are so funny. I mean, I'm legit. I remember coming here the next morning. Well, I don't remember. It was one of the Netflix things with you and a bunch of other comedians. And I remember watching stand-ups. It, it was stand-ups, but I think right? was it the one? The twenty. It was twenty twenty one best stand-ups. I yeah, think that's what it was. And I, I just remember going. I know a couple of people on that show. And then at the end, the takeaway was Miss Pat. I walked away. And I was like, Miss Pat was fantastic. Can I say this real quick? Yeah. I saw you had a Bob Saget um, memorabilia. I don't know if y'all know this, but Bob Saget came to my house right before he died. Oh, no. So I did his podcast, right? And, um, you know, I was kind of excited. Oh, the fa- you know, grew up on Bob right, Saget. Right, right. And so when the podcast all he, over, he said, I'm playing Indiana. I said, I'm going to come see you. He said, how about I come to your house for dinner? I was like, come to my house. <laughs> world is Bob Saget coming to my house for dinner? So I go home. I said, are you serious? Yeah. And so he get in touch with my people. He's like, I'm coming. So I didn't tell my family Bob Saget was coming. Oh, I said, man. hey, I got somebody really, really famous coming, but I can't tell you in case it didn't go through. Right, right. So I said, Juma, get on the grill, because Juma can buy the behind yeah. off. Oh, my God. We got our little regular grill out front. My son threw down. My daughter cooked the size. The doorbell ring. I don't say anything. And I open the door and it's Bob second with wine and flour. My family like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and he comes in. And you know, I told him, I said, don't take no picture. we just normal people. Right. Nobody wants to be famous. Bob Saget, we gave, we cooked steaks because it was Bob Saget. Yeah. And he ate that plate. Then he said, well, I want another plate. And he ate three plates. And I said, hold on, Bob. You're going to buy groceries. You go back in there. <laughs> yeah. And he ate and we laughed. And I, I never dealt with Bob Saget before other than that time. Like right. live. And the morning the most funniest people quick when he had us crying laughing at the table so i'm 51 years old now when i was in uh, maybe seventh or eighth grade i saw him do stand up and i grew up in new york on a local channel it wasn't famous was before the video show before the tv show and i still remembered his act i I taped it i watched it so many times so when we first started having him on the show the idea that he was on for me because it went back way before full house and all that and he was such a sweet nice guy I saw him, I ran into him in L.A. one time, and he was so nice to me there. He was such a genuine guy. And then when the pandemic hit and we started doing the show from here, uh, I said to Joe, I said, we we got to clean up the garage. I mean, we can't have Bob Saget come in here. And he literally has to walk through my dirty garage 
So we started naming it. Now instead of cleaning, we say, hey, uh, Miss Pat's coming. Sag it up the garage right. tomorrow. That's a new <laughs> word. So Joe named the, the, uh, yeah. the Bob Saget Memorial Green Room mm-hmm. be in, in his honor. Man, I, it was it was such an honor to uh, have him at my house, yeah. and then I was at the Skank Fest with him, and and I texted. You know, and I don't, I don't even tell people this. Like a lot of time when he died, I saw people texting his. I mean, showing his text message. I would never do that. No, yeah. But I asked Bob Saget. I said, "Would you come on my show?" And be a dirty daddy, cause you know Bob Saget oh, could Yeah, and he was like, "I'm in, Miss Pat," mm-hmm. and he was supposed to be on season two of the Miss Pat show, oh. and I was bragging. I was like, I br- "I'm bringing Bob Saget to BT Plus. Y'all can kiss my high. I know I'm. The- I'm bringing Bob yeah. Saget to BT. The whitest guy on television. Oh, and he was gonna TV's dad." Man, and he passed away. And I, I still got the test three. Let me know when you need me, Miss Pat. I'm there. I'm on tour, but let me know when you need me. I'm wow. there. He was and, such a good guy. And I, I had my chest poked out so big. Yeah. And I'll never forget, I was coming from, I do radio in Atlanta, and I was coming from the uh, radio station when he passed. And my son, my son actually cried. Yeah. Because that's how, I mean, that's how much they, they was calling him Uncle Bob. Right, right. And I was like, well, this y'all first white uncle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a sister who's uh, 25, and she grew up on Full House. She loved Bob Saget. She would come over here when he was out so she could see him, you know. And uh, and when I got the news thing, I was like scared to tell her. I didn't know if she knew it. She was very upset. Yeah, I, it was it was horrible because he was such a nice dude, and we know so many assholes. And oh, the one nice guy that we know is the one who died. And I talked to him like two days before. Yeah, uh, before he passed, like we was texting because I was going back to a restaurant. He took me to a restaurant in L.A. and it had pops and rops. It that's what I call them. Right. And he said, "I'm waiting on him. Nobody mess with me." Bob said, "Get out of the car." The camera go. I like Bob said. He's like, "Well, the world should know who you is." I said. Last time I had my this many flashes, I was stealing at a store. It was a mud shot. <laughs> so on the way out, I said, Bob, is there another way we can exit? I don't want all of this attention. So me and him went out the back door. Oh, that's so funny. And I wanted to go back to that restaurant. And he called the owner a couple of days before. And then next thing I know, he was back gone. In there. And I was like, thank wow. you, Bob. Well, uh, yeah, he was a great dude, and I'm gladly, you know, I, it's great when, when people talk about him, and we all have good stories to tell about him. So. I have nothing but good yeah. stories to tell. Uh, Miss Pat, go see her at Side Splitters, 8 and 10.30 tonight, 6, 8, and 10.30 tomorrow, and the Miss Pat show on BET Plus, worth whatever you have to do to watch it, and uh, and then look for season three coming out, and season four already starting. Season three, the top of the year. Right. Season four is it's going into ready to go. It's getting ready to go. Well, uh, listen, if you if you have an episode where you need a fat white neighbor, just let me know. I'll be there in a second. Oh, well, I'm going to call you. Yeah, don't, right. don't act like you don't know me when I call no, you. No, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, it's great to see you. Thank you. we got to wrap up the show. Thank uh, right? you. Thank Carmen, you. we're done? Uh, yes. Okay, <laughs> let's wrap it up. Okay. Thank you to Miss Pat. Thank you to Brad Williams. Have a great weekend. We're going to a hockey game tomorrow night. We'll be yeah. out there. Uh, go Lightning, and then we'll see you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend. Goodbye. Mike Kelta Show on 102.5 The Bone. Horns up, Bone fam. The USF Bulls are now running with 102.5 The Bone.